And welcome back, footy fans, to another episode of Donnie's Disposals. I am your host, Coach Donnie Hess, here back with another footy insight. I have another coach's interview, and I know, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me earlier in the year talk with Woodville West Torrance women's coach Narelle Smith. Well, my connections with Woodville West Torrance continue with the new head coach of the senior men's team, Mr. Big Sauce, Sam Jacobs. Thank you so much for joining me, coach. Donnie, thank you very much for having me, mate. And I must uh, I must say the Eagles guns in the background is a nice touch as well. So it's good to see. Well, I will I will not take I will not take much credit for that, but, but I gotta say Darce Evans is absolutely fantastic. He sent that up to me. So I thought, chuck it in the background. I thought it would be Good. great to have as kind of a visual in the background. So let's jump into it. Before we jump into the footy, let's find out a little bit about you personally. I know we've known that your AFL career and now your coaching career is getting started when it comes to the sample, but just a little bit about yourself outside of the game of football. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a country boy originally from two hours west of Adelaide, a little town called Ardrossan. So I grew up there uh, with mum and dad and, and my late brother um, who passed away in 2017. So we're a very sport-focused family. Um, uh, obviously, footy was our life through through winter and then cricket was our life through summer. So very traditional country upbringing. And then now I have my, my beautiful wife, Isabel, and three daughters, Imogen, uh, Albert, and Willow. So... Uh, we're living in Glenelg in, in South Australia in Adelaide um, with, with our two dogs, Alfie and Billy as well. So outside of footy, family's my life. Um, so pretty much I've got a, a pretty good balance of family and footy. Fantastic. Fantastic. Love hearing it. So let's jump into it again. You grew up in footy mad South Australia. So I must ask this favorite part about the sport of footy um i think it just has to be the camaraderie um and in in south australia you know in adelaide there's you know a couple of million people in in adelaide so if you if you play footy you pretty much know or you got an association with generally everyone in adelaide so um i love the fact that we're in a we're in a footy dominated state um i think i'd struggle if i lived in the northern states full time but um here you can consume as much footy as you want um it's a pretty cruisy lifestyle here in adelaide as well so it's a it's a perfect mix for me Fantastic. Fantastic. And as we said, you're in the coaching realm, but you had the luxury of donning a few Guernseys when it came to it in the AFL. So could you tell just tell for those that may not know completely your story when it comes to footy, how you how you came up to it when you were drafted and kind of a little bit about your story when it comes to when it comes to your journey in the AFL? Yeah, so a quick overview is obviously grew up in Ardrossan playing for the Ardrossan Football Club until I was about 15 years old, started there at about seven or eight came up through the ranks. And then from there, I, I was fortunate enough to play representative footy of our, our area, um, the York Peninsula. And then from there, I got picked to to play for the Eagles, um, the Woodville West Torrens in under 17. So um, obviously it's, a, it's our pathway um, to the AFL is, is through the Eagles. So um, I guess there's a bit of romance there now that I'm obviously coaching at the club, but um, played a couple of years of under 17s. Um, I played a season of league footy as a 17, 18 year old, which I was very fortunate to play in such a, a good team as they ended up winning the premiership that year as well, which was, uh, was great to sort of be a part of it. I ended up missing out on the team, but just to, you know, be in association with those guys was, was really, really helpful for my footy journey. Um, and from there I, I got drafted to Carlton. So I spent four years at Carlton, three years on the rookie list, one on the senior list, played 17 games there as well. Um, was, uh, I, I consider it my apprenticeship, um, my football apprenticeship four years, similar to a trade, a working trade here. Um, so, and then from there, I got I, I traded back to Adelaide. So, 
it's always a dream of mine to to get home and play footy in front of my friends and family and to do that at the Crows. And, you know, now I'm a life member there. I played nine seasons, you know, 180 odd games. Um, that's obviously my home, my home AFL club. So very fortunate to to be, um, you know, involved in such a big, um, big capacity at the Crows. Uh, and then I tacked on one year at the Giants at the end, I guess, all Ruckman. We always, there's only one spot for a Ruckman. So I looked for a few more opportunities as the Crows were going through a rebuild. Um, I was 31 at that stage. So, um, you know, I was probably surplus to what they were trying to achieve. So I went up there as it was originally meant to be two years out of two year contract, but Unfortunately, COVID sort of ruined that, and uh, I decided to put my family first and retire in, uh, in at the end of 2020. So, um, I guess that brought me back to South Australia and Adelaide, and I worked at the Crows for three years in administration. Um, I'm the I'm the chairman of the Crows past players as well, so obviously do a fair bit there still now. Um, and then obviously that led me to um, some coaching there as well, and then um, and then finally getting the job at the uh, Wadoo West Torrens as the head coach. So. That's a quick overview of my career. Fantastic. You've had a little bit of everything. And I must say, I truly did love watching you play when I started really getting into it and diving into it. It's been so much fun to watch you play and see you now growing in coaching is fantastic. So I'm going to let you humble brag a little bit here. I always love this one. What's your biggest accomplishment so far in footy? Um. It's a good good question that I mean you always look look back and I guess depending what stage right if I if I if I put myself as a as a 10 or 12 year old in Ardrossan just the fact to play AFL was was my dream and to have the career I had sort of blows my mind but if you put me at as a 22 year old um who's obviously motivated who's on the you know the cusp of being able to play regular regular footy was playing in the grand final I think that's why we play footy unfortunately we didn't get the result um we wanted as a team but you know, there's 18 teams just to get there is a, a, a remarkable effort and to go through the process of, you know, being a dominating team throughout the year. We were the favourites going into the grand final. Um, as I said, unfortunately, we didn't get it done. But to share that moment with with friends and family and to at least taste a little bit of what it, what it could have been like um, was the pinnacle of my career. Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested on this one because, again, you've, you've had some absolutely fantastic teammates. Can you say who do you think was the best ever teammate that you ever played with? Um, oh, this one's probably a bit of irony in this one, but the, the teammate I loved um being uh being a teammate with the most was Bernie Vince. Um we grew up together on York Peninsula. <laughs> Bernie was a couple of years older than me. One of my good friends dated him for a while um in our youth. So I always had a little bit to do with him, but he was always someone I looked up to as you know, he was two or three years older than me and, you know, he was a star cricketer. He's a star footballer. So, um, and then obviously we played together as teammates. We we have a lot in common um, throughout our careers. We obviously spent a lot of time together. Um, I sort of always tried to tack on the back of him and Tex Walker as well when they got up to the mischief as they did. But um, he's just a great person, Bernie. comes from a fantastic family. Our families obviously know each other really well too. So, um so yeah, Bernie, Bernie's uh he's a life of the party and someone I really love playing footy with. Fantastic. I am a huge, I'm a huge fan of the rush hour in Adelaide. I listen to the show yes. every week. So I Bernie Vince is always makes me chuckle and and, and yeah. he's an absolute character. So I know that name quite well and have dug into how good a footy player he was. So you being in the middle as a rockman, you face some very good athletes and you've had some great opponents. Who do you think was the toughest opponent that you ever played against? Uh, for me, it was, it was Max Gorn. Um, I felt all the ruck when I went up against, um, not that I was better than them, but I always felt there was one area of my game which I felt that I could sort of get them with. 
Um, you know, whether that was a player that was stronger, I felt like I'd be able to, you know, outrun them or my ruck work was stronger or my, my IQ and stuff like that. But uh, Max Gorm was the one that I just felt he was he was sort of better than me at everything. Um, you know, he's taller than me. His, his ruck craft is very strong. He's a great contested mark. He covers the ground well. He's highly skilled. Um, so for me, big Maxi was was the best. But then, you know, throwing to the pot of, you know, I was very fortunate to come through against playing a lot of great Ruckman. But, you know, Dean Cox, Todd Goldstein, Nick Natanui, Shane Mumford, Brody Grundy, all these guys provided, um, you know, different challenges. But I guess the, the one of the things I'm really proud of is that I was able to compete with. Oh, Paddy Wright is another one. You know, I was able to compete with these guys for 10 years and, and hold my own. So I guess to be able to play against them for so long was, was something I was very proud of as well. Yeah, very much so. And, and some who's who there of the rock craft Absolutely. for sure. So I, I, I'm interested on this because as somebody that I'm kind of getting into coaching over over here, coaching my lo- my local team, the Des Moines Roosters over here, why is it that you decided to, after you retired, decided to get into coaching? I always did bits of it when I was playing footy. And um, I think as a player, I got told once that, you know, regardless of what level, as as an ex-player, you'll do some sort of coaching at some stage. Um, and I thought it was pretty uh, pretty good advice, to be honest. But um, I think for me, it was just, I, I'm a f- absolute footy head. Like I, I take in all footy, I watch all footy shows and all that sort of stuff. And I've dabbled in the administration side, you know, the coaching side, you know, bit of management sort of stuff as well. But I think being at the coalface um, is what sort of is what motivates me, and and to be able to do that in a coaching capacity is is something I'm really enjoying and something I'm really thriving in. So, I think the ability to be able to, and I had this chat with Mark Bickley um, this morning actually around, you know, just I'm loving the fact that it's you know you plan for so long, you stick to your process, um, and then obviously you try and execute it through the season to you know hopefully achieve premiership success, but. I just enjoy the process of of footy, and I think that's just as much or just as enjoyable as it is as getting the end result. So um, I just I just love being able to impart, I guess, some knowledge and um, whatnot on on these young players as well. And I think just you know being at the Eagles is, is a place I'm really passionate about naturally because it's my former club as well. But um, to be able to coach here is you know really is a dream come true. Awesome, I, I completely agree with that. That's great to hear. Um, I'm always interested because I've coached in different sporting events and I find this sport to be one of those. There's so much to do. What do you think What for you? What's the toughest part about coaching footy? Um, not the toughest part, but I think the part that where I spend most of my time is, is the connection piece. How are we, how are we getting these guys to be able to get the most out of themselves? And, and I'm big on the sense of belonging. I feel I feel if someone has a sense of belonging and ownership of the club or of what they're doing, it could be anything. I think that's when you get the best out of people. Um, if people are just rolling in and doing it because they want to play footy, you know, they'll, they'll be good or whatever. But to get to the absolute most out of them, I think it's really important to to give as many players a sense of ownership um, as you can and let them sort of control the culture and control the standards and that way they can be the best they can be. So um, it's not not the hardest part, but it's a part, you know, I'm, I'm looking most forward to, to, I guess, unlocking that part of it. Fantastic. And I, I keep seeing, I'm, I'm follow many of the sample, many of the sample clubs via Instagram and via Twitter. So I'm starting to see that the preseason is starting to, 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 yep. hip, to uh, get going. So what are your thoughts going on uh, on this season? Is this a group that you're looking at maybe finals or is this a developmental year where we're kind of going to see what we have this first year? Oh, and I think the expectations and, and the history of the Eagles, you know, and I'm aligned with as well, is that, you know, we, we're here to play finals footy. I think from there, 
if we can get there, you never put a ceiling on a group. So, um, and that's probably where it sits for me. We've got as some of the, you know, the top line players in the competition, let alone, you know, they're just, they're absolute standouts in the, in the comp. So I think those guys are, you know, first of all, going to make us competitive and put us in a really good spot to be able to compete. And then we've got a lot of guys coming through that are looking for opportunity and, um, if we can get that connection piece right, we can all sort of pull in the right same direction. Um, I think it's going to put us in a really good spot to be able to compete every week. Um, and then hopefully if we do that, we get enough wins and we can qualify. And then hopefully who knows from there. So I guess, as you can see, I'm, I'm very much a process person. And um, so there's a lot that goes into the boiling pot to, to be able to get that success. Yeah, can understand it. I, I'm very much looking forward to it. It'll be fun to watch that. So, I know I, this this question may be jumping the shark just the tiniest bit, but I got I got to ask this: is I know you just got the job at Woodville West Torrens, but are your eyes at all looking forward to maybe potentially in years to come, going up and coaching in the AFL at maybe the Crows or Port Adelaide, or are you one of those that the sample may be where you're going to stop when it comes to heights of levels of of coaching footy? Yeah, it's certainly not on my radar at the moment. Um, I'm very passionate about grassroots footy and, you know, I was still playing local footy even, you know, this season in 2023 at Flagstaff Hill. So grassroots is, is where is, is a real passion of mine. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to my future of the Eagles. And, um, you know, if I can stay here for as long as I can, that's sort of my main goal, and my main priority at the moment. Does that mean that, you know, potentially down the track, you know, an opportunity at that level might not open up, but... Right now, my, my immediate focus is on the Eagles. And um, I mean, if, if they were happy to offer me a long-term contract, of course I'd st- of course I'd sign it. So I'm really excited by what we can what we can do as a club. Um, I think it suits my family as well. You know, they, they can come along. I love the idea of my little girls growing up at the club and all that as well. So um, for me, uh, right now, my my, uh, my mind's fixated on uh, on staying at the Eagles. Fantastic. Like I said, it's a little bit of a jumping the shark question. But it's, <laughs> it's always, there, there are some people that really can focus on the future if they want to. And I hate yeah. sometimes it's stepping stones a little bit on that one. So, all right, we're, we're going to go to the A word, a little bit of AFL talk here. And I know, as you said, a life member of the Crows, and I know this, a young team that I think just fell short of the finals this year. We, we won't go into that controversy because yeah. <laughs> everybody knows I'm a Swans fan. We, we won't go into that, but I, looking into next season, I mean, do you think this is a Crows team that their goal should be make finals next season? Oh, absolutely. I think we've we've gone through the process of, and I hate the word rebuild, but mm-hmm. rejuvenation. They've rejuvenated the list um, and sort of bounced out of it pretty quickly last year. And obviously, you know, removing that Sydney game, there was plenty of opportunities where we should have won a lot of the close games last year. So I think that's mm-hmm. an, evolu- an evolution of development, I think. The, the players and the leadership will be better for that going through that, which they did last year. You know, I think there was five or six times where they've, you know, lost by under a goal. So even if you win three or four of those, you know, you're playing finals footy anyway. So, um, so that, yeah, the, the goalpost stuff did happen, but I don't think that's the, the sole reason why we unfortunately missed finals, but um, there's a lot of growth in the team still, a lot of excitement, a lot of players, once again, looking for more opportunity and, um, to take their game to another level. They're, they're led really well by Jordan Dawson. He's a fantastic leader. Tex Walker's playing great footy. So um, for me, I'd, I'd love to see him jump up and, and take control. And one of my, my one of my past coaches, Phil Walsh, always said that no one's ever going to give you anything and nothing's ever guaranteed. You have to take it. So I think that's very relevant for the Crows this year is, you know, they have to play without arrogance, take control of of their own destiny. And, and certainly they should be looking to play finals footy. Yeah, I definitely think I definitely think that's a possibility with the with the with the 
list that they have. And then I think yeah. Dan, Dan Curtin, one of their first draft picks could be an yeah. absolute steal for, for the crows on that one. So as, as you said, you have a couple of daughters. So, so I'll go to this question because I'm a huge advocate when it comes to the women's game in the AFLW thoughts on the AFLW. Unfortunately, the, the crows side yesterday, unfortunately fell short to North in, in a yeah. cracking game of footy. Absolutely enjoyed that one, but your thoughts on AFLW, is it something that you're, you're encouraging your daughters to potentially get into the, in, into footy? Um, oh, it's something I'm in, in terms of encouraging them to play footy, I, I encourage them to play sport. I think sport teaches you a lot of important values and disciplines and all that sort of stuff, whether it's footy, basketball, netball, whatever. I mean, that'll be up to them, but you know, naturally I love footy, but, um, you know, their mum, their mum loves basketball and netball as well. So, um, but no, I, I'm a massive advocate for, for women's footy. I think it's really important that each club has their own AFLW team, which they do now, which I think has been a massive stepping stone for the league. But I think I think now there's an opportunity for, I guess, the league to sort of consolidate a bit now, just let let a few of the equalisations and all that sort of happen. We know, you know, Port Adelaide, Hawthorne, um, you know, are, are developing teams at the moment. It might take them a little while to jump up to the level that, Crows, Melbourne, Brisbane, Kangaroos have been at for quite some time, but you've seen the they've seen the jump that like Sydney made this year in the AFLW as well. So um, now nah, for me, I, I think it's I think it's going really well. I think now it's just you know, like I said, there's been a lot of change in the league the last few years. I think it's important they just sort of consolidate, get some stability there, and um, continue to grow um, at a natural rate because some of the way the, the the girls are playing is has been really impressive to watch they're moving the ball better they're a lot cleaner with their touch you know they're stronger over the ball which um who knows where they can get to you don't put a ceiling on them because um you know the, the game is is looking really good it's it's really watchable it's entertaining to watch um and obviously you know I've got a lot of connection with a lot of that the crows girls as well so um yesterday was hard to watch but um you know they're going to c- continue to put themselves in a great spot to compete every year yeah, I enjoy watching the Crows. They're a fantastic outfit. They just, one of those that just couldn't execute it at just the right time. Yep. But it was a cracking game of footy. Absolutely loved it. So I'm I'm, I'm going to go for this. I, I love hearing advice. I'm one of those that I, I especially in coaching, you you have to give advice. So your best piece of advice you could give to a young, to a young SA boy or a girl right now who wants to play AFLW or AFL. Um, oh, I mean, the simple one always is to enjoy it and have fun through you. But I think I think it needs to be more than that. I think, you know, you have to sort of, as I mentioned before, Phil Welsh, my, my, my late coach as well, always, you know, and I mentioned it before around taking, grabbing control and taking control. And I'm always big on if you, if you want something, you've actually got to grab it and, and give it everything and try and be the best you can be at that. And um, one thing I sort of, you know, starting to live by, and I wish I knew this at 20, 20 to 22, is that, you know, there, there are no such thing as sacrifices. You choose to be a footballer, you choose to play footy. And if you choose to play footy or you choose to play netball or basketball, then, um, you know, they're, they're the decisions that you make. And to be the best version of yourself, you know, you have to forego social life. You have to forego, you know, loose diets and all that sort of stuff. That's that's your choice is to be a footballer. So for me, it is is if you want to be a sportsman is is to go all in. Um, and dedicate your life to it and to be the best best version of that you can be fantastic absolutely love it so we're gonna have a few we're i have a few fun questions as we get as we start wrapping up towards the end of it but i as a as a coach there's there's always a place that you want to improve so i'm gonna i'm gonna take you out and make you the list manager for one day you can kind of poach one player 
from any of the teams in the sandful to add to the to the uh, Woodville West Torrance Eagles this season, who would that one player be and why? Um, who would I poach? I mean, naturally, my first answer is always going to be that I'm going to back my team into uh, to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so there's a, there's obviously a lot of good players, um, but. I mean, if you're going to take someone, it would be someone who was actually a former teammate of mine, someone like James Battersby or someone like that, who's who's been such a you know such an important player for Sturt and such an important player for the competition for for so long. Um, you know, he's an inside ball. He plays the game the right way, um, and someone I always admired from afar is, is Batters. And um, I'm sure you know at the high level, he might have had something more to offer um, back in the day as well. But um, for me, he's a he's just a, a great SNFL player. Fantastic. All right. I, this, this is going to be fun because I, I love this first word associate. I'm going to give you a player or former teammate or a player that you've played against first word that comes to mind when you think of that. Okay, here we go. Okay. We'll start so off this could be f- anything or footy related. It's, it's up to you. These are all, these are all going to be former teammates or okay. opponents that you've played against first word that comes to mind. Tex Walker. <laughs> uh, lovable. All right, Dusty Martin. Um, oh, greatness. Eddie Betts. Entertainer. Joel Selwood. Uh, uh, toughness. <laughs> Here's a fun one. Bernie Vince. <laughs> um, Bernie, where do I go with this one? But um, it's not one word, but it's just life's better when Bernie's around. There's not a problem there. All right. This this would be a fun one. Shane Mumford. <laughs> big mummy. My big battering mate. Um, yeah, just just built the right way. All right. Max gone. Uh, the greatest. All right. Tony Madra. Um, uh, um Mods is an interesting one. He's he's such a he's such a good dude, good country dude. So I'm going to say country boy. All right, and I'll throw this one as a rock and as an American. I have to throw this one in. Last but not least, Mason Cox. <laughs> American cannot. He's just so American the way he plays. There's there's nothing wrong with that. I I got a I got a chuckle. I actually got to meet him last year, and he I actually got to shake his hand, and my hand disappeared. That's how big yeah. that guy's hands is. It's insane. So he's um he's one of those blokes, mate. Who's he's so great for our game, but he's also so polarizing because you know the way he pushes people on the man of the mark, like it <laughs> it really annoys you. But his his personality and the way he just enjoys the game is is infectious. I must must pay him that. He's very much a pies player. Like he is definitely with the yeah. club that fits his personality very much. I will, I will yeah. definitely say that. So, yeah. all right. I, I have to, I have to ask this as an SA guy, is the showdown an underrated rivalry in the AFL? Oh, of course it is. It's the best, uh, it's the best rivalry in the land. But um, the one, the one thing I will say is that I think it's great that it's starting to get, you know, nationally the the respect it deserves. I know there's this year, it's going to get a few, a, a bit more primetime spot as well. So um, and I'll say that just because the rivalry is great and the footy is great, but the whole it's it's the it's a whole state um gets behind it. And I think the way I always looked at it as a player was my responsibility was for the guy that was working nine to five who works with a poor Adelaide fella. Um, you know, his ability to be able to say we won the showdown and have have a bit of banter at work over his mate, they're the ones you they're the ones you're winning the showdown for. 
Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. I've, I've, I've said this, I may be a Sydney fan, but I, I, I honestly believe the showdown sometimes gets disrespected Victorian media, I think makes the Victorian rivalries, but you, there's nothing, nothing worse than the disrespect. I think that the showdown gets for, for, yeah. for, for sure. So, all right, three really quick questions. I know you were running short on time, but some up? fun, okay. some fun ones. So, all right. So as I as I told you kind of pre-off, Mike, I've not been to Australia, but I plan on it. I want to get over there. I want to see some games over there. So I'm doing some research to be sure that I'm ready. So as a patron, when you go to watch the footy, not coaching or anything, what is your go-to food at the footy? Oh, it has to be hot chips. Hot chips and a uh, and a Coke or something like that. So I mean, you can't go to the footy and eat healthy, can you? <laughs> well, it's 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 either hot it's either hot chips or the or, or the footy or, or meat pie. It's one of those two. Yeah, exactly. No, those more are of the a two chip, most popular ones for sure. Absolutely, plenty sorry. of salt. Absolutely, uh, and then I I actually had a had a a mate of mine who's in Tasmania send me chicken salt. So I've got to try that on some yeah. chips sometime, one of these times for here. So. And then when it comes to it, when you go to a game, where is the ideal place to sit? Where is the place that I should be sitting to watch the footy? So I think I think like it's probably the equivalent of like say level two. So you just elevate it enough on the wing, mm-hmm. so that way you can see all the game. Um, as a coach, the best spot's probably behind the goals. As a spectator, I think the best spot is sort of at that little bit of elevation on the wing. Fantastic. And then last but not least, my last question, but I love this one because it's always fun to see their facial expressions. Favorite game of footy you have ever seen live on telly at the ground. Doesn't matter. Favorite game of footy you have ever seen. Oh, you'd have to say, I mean, only because it's fresh in my mind is, is last year's grand final. Like that's probably the, the last game you have to watch, but um, incredible game of footy two extremely, extremely good teams um, just going at it. So um, like I said, there's, there's, I was, I mean, naturally I was going for Brisbane being an interstate team, um, but Collingwood was so deserving as well. They played um, amazing footy throughout the year. So just to see two teams leave it all out there, um, it just sucks. It has to be a loser, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely for sure. I completely agree with you. And I love competitive finals. I, I and it's not just because I'm a Swans fan, but the, the, the blowouts really kind of, tank the day it it, it, it yeah. really takes away the fun of a grand final so having a cracking game like that one yeah. absolutely absolutely with you on that one so that is going to do it i know we had short time but i truly truly do appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day to sit down and chat with me coach i want to wish you nothing but the best this year i will definitely be trying to watch as much as i can on the sample now app as much as i can so all the best of luck and again thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today no worries. We could have, uh, I, I love American sport and American life. So we could have probably had another couple of hours just talking American <laughs> sport. So I'm, well, a, I'm an NBA tragic. Um, so I, I love seeing the connection between America and Australia. I think it's, um, I think we're both sport loving countries um, and we're very similar in that space. So um, thank you very much for sharing your passion for uh, South Australian footy and, and in particular the, uh, the SANFL as well. So appreciate what you're doing for our sport. Well, I do, do, really do appreciate that, Coach. And, and if one time, if you ever get a chance, check out USAFL footy because we've got a footy league over here. We try to do it as best we can. In fact, I always try to tell us, Aussies, if you're ever available the second weekend of October, come on over to the U.S. for USAFL Nationals. It's two days of footy on five fields over here in the States. Absolutely magnificent. Chef's kiss. I, I must say, is that, um, is that with the Austin Crows and them? Yep. 
I must say that I've actually got one of my players playing over there. He's at um, he's at the uh, where's the one that Bronny James is at? The University of California, USC. Yep, USC. Yeah. So he's actually over there um doing a uh like doing some study over there until Christmas, and he and they've got him playing footy over there. So um la dragons most likely would be the team in that in and around that area would be the la dragons would be the team yeah i know of daniel sladajevic so have a look for his name he's he's played over there at the moment so i know he's staying fit i know he's loving the american lifestyle so um i love that there's uh footy's getting bigger and bigger over there it's great yeah absolutely fantastic so that is going to do it for our podcast again genuinely thank you for giving a listen we will be back with more again aflw semi and prelim review coming up very very soon grand final and then the off-season supporter series to come up to get us through the long months with no footy until we get back to march and then the afl is back and the sandful waffle and vfl of course, more footy talk. Thank you again for listening to Donnie's Disposals. We'll be back again very, very soon.